This is Stephen Adams. And this is Cameron Dr- oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> hey, Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go again. <laughs> so, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anas Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anas Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Good morning and welcome to episode four. Zero. Three. Three, three, three. Down to dunk. I'm Luke, joined today by Andrew. Andrew. Jay. Yep. Taylor. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. That's one of the subtle things that I always forget is like every week Taylor has some sort of. You can uh, find us on dailythunder.com dash radio as part of the Almighty Baller Radio, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcasts. Good morning, fellas. I'm at not this sure point, anybody caught a single word you said. At this point, I'm trying to bait Taylor into saying my name. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> if you say it really weird like that, I'll say it. It's starting to get pretty easy. Yeah. Hey, but some huge thunder news that we need to talk about right out the gate. Uh-oh. Y'all aren't ready for this. Hit it. Hit me with it. The Thunder have signed Daniel Hamilton <laughs> to their first two-way contract. Wow. Wow. So you can play a maximum of 45 days with the Thunder and the rest with the <laughs> Oklahoma City Blue as part of the G League. Sweet. I don't know anything about Daniel Hamilton. He's pretty good, isn't he, for a G League player? He's fine. I know what does he this. play? What position does he play? He's a, he's a wing guard. He's not that good. So don't I worry know, about it. I know that last night at oh went to Shogun's last night for my brother's birthday. Oh, so good, good and call. I, and I know that uh, my dad and Bryce and I like kind of tried to talk about Daniel Hamilton being a two way contract player from the Thunder, and ne- like none of us knew like what to talk about. There's that nothing to talk continues about. the conversation. He's like okay at some things, like passing. He's an okay pastor. They do, He's an okay they do the train. He's not that good. The train at, at Shogun said so they did the onion train. It's not a train. It's never a volcano. Toot, toot, but then he moves and he goes, oh, train. Toot, toot. He, have you I've never had a, no. chef, had a chef do that. I've had a ton. The volcano, classic. You do the egg roll? Yeah. Oh, egg roll. And my good. dad still laughs at it like he's never heard that joke have before. They, do you ever try to catch shrimp in your mouth? No, it's right. If you don't know what Shogun is, it's like Benihana's or any sort of a hibachi grill. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> they're not Jewish. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> Habachi. <laughs> Habachi. But it's great and it's the best. They are good, I, man. I love Shoguns. I love some mm. Shoguns. Mm-mm-mm. So next uh, live pod is going to be over there at Shogun. Oh, we should. It'll be the worst place ever to do that. Yeah, but you know, that's not really news. Uh, but there was some other stuff that came out this week. If you got a chance, ESPN and Kevin Pelton put together kind of their projections for the West and the East and, and what they kind of, what do they use? RPM? Yes. Revolutions per minute to figure out what the, uh, <laughs> it's a really odd way to uh, look yeah. at basketball. But yeah. Yeah. It's odd. Uh, whatever. you know, but that's what they do, I guess what gear they're in. So, but it kind of went out and projected the whole Western and Eastern conference. And, uh, I think the most notable, obviously for us, cause we do focus on the thunder is the fact that, they had the Thunder pegged for fifth in the West with 49 and a half wins. Uh, so we'll talk about that a lot. But real quick, anything else stick out to you from those rankings? Anybody that you think is overrated, underrated, uh, wins that are way off? Anything that surprises you? I, I think the Rockets are overrated. 
Hey, real quick, surprised that you're the first one to answer that question. Yeah, me true. too. I, I think it's good. It's like kind of took me back for I a think, minute. I think didn't I take think me back. Man. Normally, when, normally when you you know put the mic down for a while. Nope. Why no. do you think they're overrated? It just they don't know how the team's going to work yet. I know it's like numbers that they look at that that figure this out, but like we don't know that like two point guard, two people that need the ball, Chris Paul, James Harden will work. Yeah. And it could, and if they're not going to, I don't know if they're going to be that good. They could be a, they could under shoot this fifty five wins by five easily. Mm. I think the I think I kind of like the Rockets number. The ones that I pointed out, but you don't know the Grizzlies. You don't know. The yeah, Rock- they are down on the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, 30, wow. 34 wins. I was just like, wow, that's really low. Uh, I don't know that I believe that the Clippers can get close to 50 wins. I feel like that's maybe an overshoot. Like, they're already, Gallo's already punching people and breaking his hand. Uh, I think the East, like the Celtics and Cavs, like those wins are way too low. Those are low numbers. That's what I was going to point the out. The Warriors number is way too low. I agree. You think um, they'll get to 70? Like, you think that high, or you think it's 65 to 67? I'd say not quite 70, but pretty close. <laughs> I think mid-60s is a, is a easier yeah. place to get to for them. Uh, but but I, but on the same token, I think 68 is too low. Okay. Uh, the Timberwolves, <laughs> the Timberwolves assuming that they're going to jump 20 wins is too much. Crazy. I, I think it's too much. It's funny. Add Paul George to a team that was already good. They get two wins. And you get two wins. You add Jimmy Butler and Jeff Teague. Yeah. And Taj Gibson, I guess. Yeah. Well, you replace Domas and Victor Oladipo with Paul George and Patrick Patterson. It's like, oh, we'll two games. Two games, and their defense will be worse. So that kind of leads. <laughs> yeah, that that kinda, is really? Crazy. Yeah. It kind of leads. So at just Jack 71 mentioned and kind of just wanted to know our thoughts. Two and a half more wins for the Thunder uh, and kind of what our thoughts were on that. So what what's the problem with that? Uh, the problem is that it's somehow underrating everything this Thunder team can do because, the, like, their defense can be, like, the fourth-best defense in the NBA, and I think that it probably will be. If you're the 10th-best defense and then you add a great wing defender in Paul George, you add Patrick Patterson, who is, like, what you would want Domas to be, like, in five years. Yeah, he's not a rookie. <clears throat> I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. Do you think it continues kind of that thread of of? And Fred mentioned this. Fred Katz mentioned this on Twitter yesterday. Is oh, so this is a Fred thread. It's a Fred thread. And one of the things yeah. is is that people really downplayed the Thunder's win total last year. They didn't think the Thunder were as good as that. Where they get forty seven wins. Uh, yeah. They didn't think the Thunder deserved to be a forty seven win team last year, which is probably valid on some level. I don't think it's a six game swing or something but i think it's a a couple games because they lost as many dumb games as the dumb ways they won games you know Mm -hmm. uh but i think just the addition of ray felton at least makes them last year a 47 to 48 win team just the addition of ray felton but to add paul george and patrick patterson i think that the thunder i think if you would switch the thunder and the spurs win total like i don't think the spurs don't win only 50 like somehow they'll miraculously win you know 58 again but i don't think you're right okay because uh, you're saying that they were a 47 win team, and you add Raymond Felton, and then they're a 47 48 win team. Like, are you talking from the beginning of the year? No. So, so the general argument to back up these numbers for a lot of people is the fact that the Thunder, because of how many late game 
clutchy ways that they won really was like a 43 to 44 win team. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that just, okay, I understand. But you know, does that make sense? And so, yes. so because of, if you added Raymond Felton instead of Samash Christian getting those backup minutes, that's probably, like you could justify that that would be really where they would be anyway. They'd still be at 47, Yeah, right? Like, because you can take out the five or six fluky okay. wins, but okay. you also can okay. take out the five or six losses that they had whenever yeah. Russ was off the court. They couldn't score. They couldn't do anything. You yeah. know, like yeah. it was such a negative when he was off the floor that it had that much of an impact that it would have made for them to win the games that were clutchy. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, Sorry, it took me a while to get where I was going, but Luke's <laughs> question just kind of threw me off. But yeah, it makes sense. I, I think I don't know. I don't. Whatever the projections are doing, I I don't understand it because forty nine wins for this team is too low. It's just it's just way it's way too low. And I think a lot of it, and I don't know how they're even factoring this in, is that most people's thoughts are, well, Russ isn't going to change his game, and Russ, it's like everybody, I don't, I don't know, everybody's back to like Russell Westbrook can't play with other good players, mm-hmm. and it's just like okay. Like this, the Thunder team with Durant won a ton of games. You know, if they won forty nine games, it would be an absolute disappointment. Uh, and Paul George, while he's not as good as Kevin Durant, like now, like these guys are more experienced. They've got more experienced players on the roster. They've got really good role players. This team fits better, maybe than any Thunder team ever. And is it was it Zach Lowe that said that? I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong about this, and that's fine. But Paul George said he's like or. Said that Paul George is like the ultimate number two. Yeah, because he didn't he didn't need to have the ball all the time in order to be effective. I just think to be able to look at this team just on the roster level and say that they're going to be six spots worse defensively. It's absurd. It's, it's an error of just stats without any sort of analysis, right? Like, I don't know what, what is RPM? It's real. That's not real plus minus. Is yeah, it? Real okay. Plus real plus minus. minus. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I don't know how you go from real plus minus to win totals, but whatever, that's fine. So it's an algorithm, especially with the teams that have turned over so much as part of that. So, uh, at Vical Madrock, I don't know if that's how you say it. He wanted to discuss our top eight in the West and kind of look at some potential playoff matchups. Uh, what do you think, as far as that projection, is there anybody outside of that top eight that you feel like belongs in the top eight, and vice versa, anybody that you don't think will make it? I think, I, I just, I don't know, Memphis needs to be in the conversation. Like, if Memphis won 34 games, like I would be very surprised, and it would have to be injury-related. Ten games behind the Jazz is what this has, Memphis has. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, I understand numbers love the jazz still and like people love the jazz still because they have a great coach and but they're they're not gonna be able to score Mm -mm. like that jazz team is going to struggle to score but i think that memphis is going to be closer to over a little bit over 500 than they are to 34 wins so i think they need to be in that conversation i I just don't understand like memphis behind like the pelicans and the mavericks yeah Yeah. it's like really like that memphis team is not going to be that different. Like they won't have Zach Randolph, sure, but Zach Randolph hasn't been like a super effective NBA player in a couple of years. You still have Marcus All. You still have Mike Conley. I think they're going to be good. I think like Tyreek Evans is on that team now. I think that Tyreek Evans is going to be just fine. He's going to help that team uh, as long as he can stay healthy. And maybe that's where it all comes crashing down is the health. 
with Memphis, but assuming health, I don't know why you wouldn't put Memphis at least as the eighth seed. They have Memphis as one and a half games, 1.6 games better than the Lakers. Right. It's crazy. And the Lakers <laughs> at 33, crazy. the Lakers at 33 wins is yeah. also a little crazy. Well, that, this is why the numbers are so bad for the teams at the top, especially in the East is because you give a team like the Hawks, like Hawks could be so, 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 so bad this year. Yeah. You know, and, and you give all these, crap teams like more games and they're probably gonna win yeah yeah exactly like the bulls if the bulls won 28 games they should have a parade yeah because i just don't think that bulls team has any talent yeah they've got like old Dwayne wade and then zach levine coming off an acl and then what mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i just i think some of these numbers are good and what's important to remember is that like this doesn't have like the eye test in it. This doesn't have like looking at you know these players' careers. This just has whatever whatever numbers have that actual uh, sport competition in it. Right. <laughs> like, these numbers don't really mean all that much. No. So right. I I don't know. And they've been you know they've put out these projections last season, and there were some that were very wrong, and there were some that were spot on. So you know the more I think about it. <clears throat> I think the Warriors, mm. 69. <laughs> I think you're pretty close. I think the Warriors, 69. <laughs> so continuing that question, at Mr. David M. Sinkle, or Sink the Third. That's I don't single. know if those are L's. Or- it's a single. <laughs> uh, so looking at that, looking at the numbers, who do you think has the bigger impact on the new team, Butler, George, or Hayward? I... I tend to think that the better player will have the bigger impact, and that's why I lean at Paul George. That is interesting because I thought the worst team with a good player on it will have a bigger impact. So I went to Butler just because he'll have a bigger impact on that young, crappy team. I, I guess it depends on how you define impact. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, according. Like, I, go ahead. I think that the Thunder have a better chance to make a longer run in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, than the Wolves do. According yeah. to this, Jimmy Butler, which I know it's not him alone, increases the Timberwolves <laughs> by 19 wins. <laughs> Gordon Hayward, according to this, decreases the Celtics win total by four, and Paul George moves the needle by two. Yeah. So I disagree with all of that, but I think it's I think it's Paul George. Yeah, I think it's Paul George. Not just because not just because I'm a homer. Partially because I'm a homer, and partially because I think it's right. I think it's Paul George, Butler, and then Hayward. Um, just because I also think that that's like the order of like how good these guys are. Mm. And Paul George is going to open up the offense. He's going to completely change the offensive end for the Thunder. And defensively, they don't drop off at all. So I just I think that he has the biggest impact. I think Jimmy Butler will have a big impact on the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are still going to struggle with spacing. Like they didn't get any shooters on this team. And Jimmy Butler is a guy that likes to have the ball in his hands. And Andrew Wiggins is a guy that likes to have the ball in his hands. Jeff Teague doesn't have to have the ball in his hands that much. But it's going to be interesting. They have a lot more. The Timberwolves have a lot more to work out than teams like the Thunder or the Celtics with their additions. And Towns, like, Tibbs has been there now. And Towns still wasn't that good defensively. You know, like, isn't their that defense a, was not good last like, year. Like, isn't that an issue? I know that you're getting Butler. And, like, Jeff Teague is... 
I mean, whatever, probably a, probably a negative, not negative or positive on that team defensively, but Towns is still your anchor. Yeah. I don't know that, that bothers me. You can't score from deep and maybe you're not that good. They're going to expect a lot of the Taj too. Yeah. Yeah. As far as at least mentoring, helping defensively. that sucks too. What is your spacing? But what is, I mean, like what is Taj now in his career? Like he's really not even a four. Like he's a, he's a center. Yeah. yeah, they'll and, roll Taj and Cat together, I'm assuming. Yeah, right? and like that's not the best match of guys. Because mm. you're not protecting any rim with those two guys on the floor together. Like, well, they can both protect. They can both Somewhat, themselves. but they're not, you know, they're not incredible shot blockers. They're just yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is kind of. But I think that he'll make a lead, but I still think saying that this team's going to jump 20 wins. But they also had the Wolves, I think, I can't remember the exact number, but they had them winning mid-40s last year, I think. Yeah, they they have continuously overrated. Yep. The Timberwolves. So, anyway, it's it's one of those things that this is frustrating and also he's in his article, Kevin Pelton said that with the Timberwolves they're betting on the come. And I just am really I can't believe that people say that. Wait, what did you just say? Pardon? What do you mean? Betting read on the, the article. Have you get, did you guys not read the article? I don't like reading. I don't read. I just look at a picture and react. <laughs> yes, that's what we do here. <laughs> Wait, what? That's what it says. When, I mean, C O M E, of course. Right, but it's, yeah, yeah. But this, I guess, the saying is betting on the cum. <laughs> They're betting, <laughs> betting <laughs> on the cum. Which means, what is like, that? I've never heard that. It's. It means that like something <laughs> like we're projecting what could happen. I'm telling. I'm going to say this. If you're betting on the come, you're asking for a <laughs> sticky situation. Um, I actually, I actually can't believe that you started this because of the massive door that this opens on this podcast. Uh, I mean, I'm just okay. Uh, betting on the come. That's a mess. Okay, I'm just like, no. that's asking for a it's, mess. That's, that's dumb. Not the. I'm not saying the wording. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like nobody uses that, Kevin Pelton. Well, yeah. Why did you use that? It's not a good. It's not good to use it. <laughs> it's, I'm glad none of us. None of us laughed at that before we understood if that's because really we're so what you were stunned. Saying. We're like, what? I was is stunned. Andrew I was shocked saying? that you said that. I read the article about? and I had to like go back and like reread it a couple of times and be like, <laughs> it does say that. What in the world? I think if you if you were to phrase that, I mean, I'm not a writer. Like, I obviously am not a writer. Like, especially Kevin Pelton's level. Like, he's pretty good. But like, hey, if you were so if you were to v- say that and say they're betting on what's to come, that makes a little more sense, right? Yeah. Or they're betting on anything other than that word. It's like I, okay. it's, it's a saying or something. I'm just saying. I don't know. You betting on the come? You got to wait nine months see what happens. It's that's nine months from seeing if anything happens. You never know when you're betting. On the so, so Royce that's Young has true. been on the jump a few times. <laughs> this sticky week, mess. At least once. Was it twice. just yesterday? Twice. Yeah. Friend of the pod. If you're betting on the cum, heart and soul of the pod. Stop. You're asking for. Oh, I'm so believing that, that is getting bleeped. Yes, that twenty minutes, is, thirty-five seconds. That's getting bleeped. <laughs> that one. So that one was. They asked the question on the jump, and I didn't get to see the responses. And Andrew, you can maybe fill us in on this, but uh, we're a little bit letting us know he's watching, and he said that <laughs> craps is betting on the come, but I'm not sure that that is. A I think gr- that's right. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. I think that, so it's a poker. Right. It's a poker reference. Thanks, a little bit. That's not a poker no. reference. It's it's a craps reference. 
Sorry, gambling, gambling, gambling. Sorry. Thank you. On the jump, statistic, statistical projections have been known to overrate the Timberwolves by betting on the come, including last season seemingly conservative thirty-seven <laughs> projections. Win projections. I feel like we should just bleep this RPM. entire section. It's nope. just am- <laughs> it's just like amazing that that is in what? on that's on ESPN. I know it's it's on ESPN, and I get uh, like. I've I've just literally never heard that in my life. Maybe we're just more immature than everyone else. Probably. Maybe. I don't think I mean, so. some of us are. Yeah. Are you so, kidding me? He brought this up. That is, <laughs> he is. brought this to the table. I don't know. I, I reread it five times, and I could <laughs> not believe uh, it. Do what? I can't believe it. Do it what? Just, it just... <laughs> I'm... Okay, that... Okay. So on <laughs> two the, of them. Two of them are just... Bleeped. Luke is getting bleeped. So two, on the jump... Two-minute mark. Twenty-two-minute mark. They asked the continuous... The question that all of us are really asking, and it's probably what drives some of this anti-Thunder conversation, is will Russ change his game from last season for Paul George? Am I an idiot for thinking that the answer is yes, of course? You're not an idiot for thinking yes, of course. Like, we're hearing rumors, like Nick Collison said in an interview, that Russ was frustrated at times. Like, Russ knows that the way he played last year is not sustainable, and it's not the best way to be successful. Like, he's Mm -hmm. going to change his game. Yeah. He has to. He has to accommodate for Paul George's game. And the good thing is that Paul George's game is not quite as big as a guy like Kevin Durant. And so the fit is much, much better. And basically Russ is going to have more space to do what he wants and they're going to have to run more pick and roll and stuff like that uh, just to make this offense work. But I I just don't see any way that Russ is just going to say, Oh, well this is, this is what I did last season and I loved it. And this is what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to have a 40% usage rate. And you know what? I'm sorry, Paul George that you're, I mean, you're here and that's great, but I like getting triple doubles and I like being me. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's as much as changing his game as much as it is like just acknowledging that there is a player that's closer to his level now that he can yeah. actually trust. Like it's it, he was never this player from last year before last year right. before he was the only good player on the team. It's just really it's very strange to think that um, that you look at a guy, you look at his whole career and how he was always the number two and was never like the, the bad guy that the media portrayed him as in the, in the ball hog, um, to the extent that the media portrayed yeah, him as, as much, right. but, uh, but then, yeah, he has one season where he goes off and gets all these incredible like records and has one of the best seasons of all time. And now it's used negatively against him, uh, in a, uh, hypothetical. That's just, that's just Russ. And it's also the OKC market. Like if this was happening, if if this was the like, LA, if this was the Lakers, people mm-hmm. wouldn't talk about this. And there's there's like there's things being driven by like Amin El Hassan. Like I think Amin El Hassan's good at his job, but I also think that he is completely swayed by his past experiences with the Suns because like he thought like Alvin Gentry was he should have been the coach of the Thunder, and like he was going to have just great success with Anthony Davis. They made the playoffs with Alvin Gentry. You know, and he's really, really high on Mike D'Antoni, which is fine. Like, Mike D'Antoni's a good coach, but he's like, there's going to be no problems at all with James Harden and, um, you know, Chris Paul, but there's going to be a ton of problems with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And it's like, well, like, two superstars fit very well together. 
And two, like they're going to have to work at it. And I just don't think that that the the games of Russ and Paul George, I think they complement each other. Yeah, I just don't think that they're going to have to work quite as hard. Um, it, it's just very. There's a lot of bias. There's a lot of noise right now. Um, so I don't know. I, so here's the thing: is that the good thing? Good God, those are big sneezes. Man. The good thing is, <laughs> oh, big relief that NBA coverage is increasing. Yeah, for sure. The bad thing is, is that NBA coverage is increasing, right? Yeah, especially in the off season because you don't have anything to do, and you so it's just like you just beat these points to death, and and it's just. You know, that's when really these narratives come. The hard thing for me in having this conversation, we can move on from this, but the hard thing in the midst of all of this is when you make the assumption that the Thunder are the only team that are going to have some sort of growing pains getting there. Like, oh, yeah, you don't know, because the Thunder could start out, you know, 10 and 10 because it's going to be hard to put these new guys in. It's like, so that's the Rockets don't skip a beat losing their best defensive player adding Chris Paul, a ball-dominant guard, and then also losing your six-man of the year. You know, not six-man because Eric Gordon, but, you know, another incredible piece off the bench. Sam Decker had a lot of minutes, played a lot during the season, but they're not going to skip a beat, and they're going to go right back to where it is. Or look at Minnesota, and you say the same thing. Like, how in the world? They're changing their entire team. they got a new point guard. (laughs) Their entire team. they got a brand-new alpha dog on the team. But they're going to jump right in like it's nothing. You know, it's like... better than the thunder they have no shooting yeah but there's you know a difference what? in changing peripheral yeah. pieces which in some sense is what the thunder did yeah i don't know paul george is more than peripheral i get that but yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying versus you change literally your whole team dynamic yeah and everything you do like how yeah. your offense runs and yeah. and who's going to take the last shot that doesn't change for the thunder no it changes for the wolves i assume that doesn't change for the rockets but like no, probably harden it doesn't change for i don't think it will change I don't know. I just, th- I don't know. Chris Paul is, I don't know why we pretend that he's like the easiest guy to play with. Yeah. I know. He yeah. had problems in LA for sure. Yeah. You know what never gives us problems though? Oh, Anthem. Their beers. Specifically this week, I want to talk about the golden one. Tell me about it. Ooh. It's kind of the bell of the ball. It's their, it's their main, it's their main thing. It's so good. It's kind of the bell of the ball. Kind of the bell of the ball. It's really good. It's man. very good. I like it. I had I had uh, <laughs> several last weekend. Was that the first Anthem beer you ever had? Yeah. Let's go back. I think that's it most, was my, I think that's most people's. Uh, you know, you that's know. their entry. That's way. their foot in the door, man. Foot in the door. Their it's starter. It's a Belgian style blonde ale. It's got fruity nose. It's got a lady. It's got a lady on the can. Hence a coriander, pineapple. It is kind of their staple. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's a it, it's a good uh, alcohol percentage, which is something I always look at. Seven percent ABV, seven percent baby, but Bring, it is good. It brings balance to this beer's malty taste. All of the coriander and pineapple. Yes, it does. <laughs> good job, Andrew. It's, it is really good, and I think it's most people's introduction to mm-hmm. Anthem. If ever, if everyone's like. Tell me about Anthem. Like, what should I get? I was like, let's get a golden one. Hey, so Luke, that's their most popular get. beer for sure. Absolutely. Luke, yeah. Luke, I got a question for you. Lay it. So give me a situation where Golden One is the perfect, perfect beer for you. Uh, I'm walking into, uh, like, a place, and I'm like, uh, you know, starting the night <laughs> off. Like, ooh, what am I going to get? What kind of place are we talking I don't, about? Like, uh, uh, Jones Assembly. Like, okay, I was there okay, last okay. weekend. I didn't know what I wanted. Right. I walked in. I was like, who knows what I want? I was like, ah. 
golden one. Let's start it off there. You don't even have to look at a menu. You ah, just know. I know it's there. You know it's there. And the can is very easily spottable. It's a beautiful can. It's a good, I will say it, it has it's a, a good. It has can. a lady on it, blonde haired lady, and then it's a blue can, and so it stands out when I when I see it. So I always know they have it. Mm-hmm. And so no, it's like that's what I'm going to get. And then once I have one, I'm like, well, I better have two or three more. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great starter. It's a great all dayer. It's a great after you mow the lawner. It's really good anytime. It is anytime. like it's really good anytime. Right in the morning, first thing in the morning. <laughs> oh, I do want to talk hey, about this. You know what you want for breakfast? Golden one on in my cereal dinner. <laughs> golden one on my steak. Steak marinated in golden one. That may actually be pretty good. <laughs> that might be good. I don't know. We'll have to see. Hey, we might have an event coming up at Anthem later <gasps> this month. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a trivia night. a trumpet? A trivia night at (laughs) Anthem Brewing. Uh, So if you like trivia, we'll be doing like Thunder trivia and plus other weird stuff that Luke Luke Luke, Luke comes up with. Yeah. And it's going to be super fun. So just gather with us. We'll do a trivia night. I'm not not saying that this is for sure. But I'm going to say this is maybe we might. I don't know. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get that to be the first place where our new shirts will be. <gasps> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> because, and they're pretty cool looking. Mute. <laughs> they're Taylor's pretty, gone. <laughs> so that's, we'll see. I'm excited about that though. The shirts are cool. They're going to be very they're cool. They're going to be cool. And you're going to want one. I've, yeah, they're going to be cool. Hey, Jake. Hey guys, let's talk about some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at D Tally Live. He wants to know what is the ideal usage rate for Russ this season. Andrew, why don't you answer this one since you know numbers? <laughs> yeah, you freaking nerd. Why don't you get this one, geek? Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, I'm thinking maybe as high as seventy, but not quite that high. <laughs> I would say not quite that high but I, either. Then I go down to 68. I'm like, that's too low. <laughs> What's, what was his usage rate, rate last year? 40? Did get to 40? Just over 40. Uh, I think around 30% <laughs> makes a lot of sense with this team. I feel like Patrick Patterson needs to take some shots. I feel like Paul George obviously is going to be taking more shots than like Victor Oladipo did. Not true, because Russ is not changing the way he plays. That's true. Never mind. I think uh, Alex Sabrinas needs to take more shots. There's just a lot of guys that need more shots in this team other than Russell Westbrook. A few more threes from Robertson would be welcomed. Oh. (laughs) Well. (laughs) I just think that... Oh, Jay, honey. (laughs) I hate to disappoint you. (laughs) I think that Russ takes a look at last season and thinks, that was really fun, that was great, but there's... There's no way that he can sustain, one, the energy, and two, there's just no way they can replicate it. You can't replicate what they did last season. That was a special, special season that can never be done again. So, And now they don't have to because they've got these good players in. And I think that 30 to 35% usage rate makes a lot of sense for us. I love it. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Allen underscore Miller, one, two. (laughs) Oh, there's a, there's that a, is the weirdest bark. There's I've, a doggy barking. <laughs> who wants to know who hates Westbrook more, Cuban or Maury? Um, I think that it mostly comes from a place of jealousy with both of those guys. I think for sure with Mark Cuban. Oh, yeah. 
Mark Cuban has come out and said more things directly about Russ. Daryl Morey is basically saying things out of jealousy for James Harden. Like mm-hmm. just thinking like James Harden should have won the MVP. Oh, you know, we maybe we should just do away with awards because my guy didn't win it. And which was such an obvious, uh, like, did he really think people were going to take that seriously? <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's very, it's very odd. Yeah. I think that it's Mark Cuban though, because Cuban has come out and said like Russ isn't a superstar, uh, which is just like the, cr- it's, it just is nonsensical. Yeah. So I don't know. I I would say Cuban because he's like actually come out and talked about specifically Russell Westbrook. Daryl Morey won't come out and say Russ's name, but if he didn't like let's let's say that Daryl Morey was running the Mavericks, he probably would never say anything about Russell Westbrook except for like he's an incredible player. Right. I think it's I think it's Cuban because he's <laughs> he's running a team that's like going to probably be under 500 and he's still like dogging russ which is really weird and cuban has always always tried to be like in the league you know what i mean not like an owner but he wants to be an owner and he's always down there by the bench he's on the bench basically and he's like always tried to be involved like he is a, a player or like some part of the league uh and so yeah it's definitely cuban daryl morey's just a weirdo just a nerd freaking like me dweebus Let's move on to our next Twitter question. We had many people ask this, but we settled on at Johnny4USC, who wants to know, when do we start actually worrying about Russ's extension? So he didn't. He has until October 16th to sign this, the day before the regular season starts. The regular season starts October 17th. So he's got time. It's still August. So he's got August, September and half of October to sign it. So I wouldn't, I mean, honestly, like I wouldn't worry about it. Every, every sort of indication that we've gotten that anyone's gotten from Russ is that he wants to be in Oklahoma city long-term. Does that mean he wants to be here for, and get a six year contract with OKC? I don't, I mean, that's, that's an awfully long commitment. That's an awfully long contract. And I don't know that it would be beneficial to the Thunder to have such a long contract for a player. Um, Obviously, it'd be nice to just have him locked up. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he just didn't sign it, waited till the offseason and signed like a three-year deal or a two-year deal with the Thunder. I do think he's staying long-term. I don't think that he's going to jump ship for the Lakers or for anybody else. I don't see that happening. But I also don't think that it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to take the Supermax. So, so on this, so he can only sign um, a supermax deal that before this season, and then if he wants to get a different kind of contract, he has to wait until after this season. Yeah, he cannot sign anything because this will be an extension. Yeah, so he won't he won't have that opportunity mm-hmm. um, after the season starts. Uh, but he could get the supermax again next summer because yeah. he'll he'll qualify again. So he could get it July first next year and sign a five year deal. And there is then. there does seem to be a trend right now with the best players in the NBA because the money is so different every year to take shorter contracts. Yeah, and I that's mean, starting to change because the cap is leveled out mm-hmm. and it may even decrease a little bit um, next season. So that has changed, but still, you just I don't know. If he wants security, then he'll 
he'll sign up before the season starts. Mm-hmm. If he's not as concerned with that, if he's more concerned about winning a championship and not locking himself into a team, not knowing what the future will be, which is like, that's a real concern. And I think that's another reason why players are doing the shorter contracts too, so they can have more control over their career as each year, every two years goes, which, yeah. cause you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know? for sure. I wouldn't worry about it though, because I, every action and everything that people hear out of Westbrook's camp, which is like a very small group of people is that, he wants to be in Oklahoma City for the long term and not just to finish out this year. So I wouldn't I just wouldn't worry about it. Like everybody everybody's like consumed with this and like thinks that, oh, well today's Russell Westbrook Day. Well actually today's not Russell Westbrook Day. Only last year on August fourth was it declared Russell Westbrook Day? So it's not like every year on August fourth it's Russell Westbrook is Day. Is it like every is it like a leap year situation? It's every four? No, it's like a one time deal. So <laughs> And and he came back to OKC, like he flew back to OKC. Oh, he must be signing his contract. Well, that's also not the case. He also is like taking care of a house and making sure that everything is taken care of here. Is it at all weird, though, that he flew in in the morning and then flew out that evening? He's just like... He's here for a day. Is it like, bi- is it like biannual? He's just coming here to take care... He's just coming here to take Who care knows, of like, right? yeah. like normal human yeah, things. Yeah, signing a contract. He's definitely not... He's, oh, okay. he's and what's what's funny is that Brett Dawson wrote the story that he's not coming here to sign the contract, and then people are immediately like liar. It's the Oklahoman. People even went. People went to our Twitter feed to trash Brett Dawson. I yeah, was like, what are y'all doing? Brett's a good dude. It's like I'm actually like texting him right as you're. He's really nice that to me. Yeah, Brett's a great guy. He's a nice guy, and he's like a real live reporter. And like yeah. I don't understand like people why people would come to me and be like, "Hey, is this guy really?" Like I don't know. Brett's hearing way more than I am. Yeah. Brett, Brett knows. Brett knows people. Brett more. is not going to write that story and put it out there with like even like a 10% chance that he is going to sign the contract. Like they know for sure they're hearing like he, from the thunder. No, that's not why he's here. That's not what's happening. And he flew in cause he left the oven on when he left last. That's right. He left the lit. <laughs> you know how they say to stop, stop doing that. Take a picture of all the knobs off before you go. Hey, and it'll give you peace of mind <laughs> for your oven. <laughs> Thanks for vacation. that. Anyway, personally, when it comes to Westbrook, I'm betting on the come. You know? <laughs> okay. Next question is from... <laughs> okay, it's from at Brittany Schull, who wants to know who should be Russ's pregame dance partner this season. My answer is no one. So here's how I want to answer this question. Who would be the most enjoyable for you to watch dance with Russell Westbrook? There's only one answer to me. Well, Billy Donovan. Long hair storm chaser. Because they would love it and it would just, it would end my life. I'd stop They'd like that. try to dap up Russ afterwards oh, too. Be like, bro, that was so good, bro. So bad. Bro, 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 bro. You're such a good dancer. Bro, a lot of bros. Oh, God. Uh, McDermott? <sighs> I, yeah. You telling me that watching Ennis Cantor doing. All the hand moves that him and Campaign used to do that Russ and Cam did wouldn't be the greatest in-game experience you could imagine. It's in the past. Let's find a new thing. That was fun for one season. Let's Thanks. do something else. Thanks, Rafiki. De- it's in the past. <laughs> Dakari. I don't think he's from Jamaica. Dakari? He's yeah. in a suit. Yeah. Dakari? <laughs> I still don't know why he wasn't a two-way player. I don't know why he's on the team at all. 
I just don't. I, bleep, I don't know. I feel like there's a better use of a roster spot, but whatever. Sam Presti would be a good dance partner. Oh, man. What <laughs> Sam comes down. That's like, I think that would be the thing that would switch every everyone in the media that has negative things to say about Sam. If he did that one time, it's over. Everything he does Game is changer. great. Narrative for Oklahoma City totally changes. Yep. Players, they want to come here now. Yep. <laughs> Any serious answers on who you would want him to dance with? Besides no, I think that's dead. I think it really uh, what'd is you dead. just say? I just no thought one. it'd be fun to think about like what would Stephen Adams and him do, or Nick Collison, Raymond Felton. We're just going to say all the names. Let's go. With Patrick Patterson, yeah, uh-huh. Kyle Singler, Andre Robertson. That's, oh God, some would actually be kind of fun. Hey, let's move on to our next. Good job, Twitter Luke. Question, Jeremy Grant. Nah. <laughs> it is from at Josh Danielle Yurchenk one. Who wants to know if LeBron wants to go to OKC and you need to trade Adams, is it even worth paying LeBron a huge deal for four years? He'll be 37 at the end. If, uh, gigantic if, you can get LeBron, everybody, (laughs) everybody is on the table to move. Yeah. Do you remember how good Kobe was until like maybe the last year he was? Yeah. And And this is LeBron. Who is transitioning so much better into like oh, like his second, skill set is so much better the second to best play NBA long. player of all time. Yeah, I mean it. It is. It's the thirty-seven year old thing is valid. Like it's valid because you would need if you're going to beat this Warriors team over the next two or three years. Like you have to have you have to have the best players in the world, and LeBron is still that, but. What does a thirty-six-year-old LeBron look like? like? I don't. I don't know. Like he. Like at some point, he is going to slow down, and he's not going to be able to physically overwhelm everybody. I think he's still going to be very effective because of all the skills he has. Because he can. He's a great passer. He's a great ball handler. But at some point, like it, like it truly is going to slow down because he is a human being. Uh, so that's it's valid because we I, have I don't, zero proof of that yet. That he is a human being. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Has anybody cut his arm open to see if there's yeah robot exoskeleton? Circuitry. Hey, so here's a real question for you as part of that. Do you think LeBron ever signs a four-year deal again? I think he's been he's, signing one and ones for well his, five years. His like last. I mean, I think as he gets closer to the end of his NBA career, I think that he would. I think teams will still give him max two-year deals indefinitely, as long as he'd want to play with them. If the if he goes to the Lakers Probably. at 36 and he's like. I'll sign here for two years at fifty-five or sixty million dollars, or oh, how yeah. much that would be. Lakers go, yep, yeah. yeah. Well, and because LeBron is bringing way more than yeah, just exactly. On the court. You fill every seat, every game. He Everybody plays. Want, yeah. That's what they did with Kobe when Kobe. That's sucked. exactly why they did, especially because they needed to justify the huge contract they got with their local TV too, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I think if LeBron is a real thing, which all of us don't think is real, real. Yeah, you give Kevin, up everything but Russell Westbrook to yeah. get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think yeah. that, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I probably would try to keep Paul George. You try to, but if you could trade Paul George for LeBron yeah, James, you dumb. do it. Good call. You do it. If, if the Cavs come to the Thunder at the trade deadline and they're like, hey, LeBron, we know LeBron's LeBron leaving. told us he's leaving. We'll do Paul George for LeBron straight up. You say, yeah, yeah. Where where do I sign? How do uh, we do this? Yeah, right. I mean, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, the hard thing. So trade is completely out of the question. The only way that LeBron is coming here is if be, you would have to move those guys to make space for him cap wise. But other than that, the only way he's coming here is free agency because the yeah. Thunder, the Cavs aren't going to take Ennis Cantor. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Doug McDermott for LeBron. Even Steven Adams and no. Arenas. Like they're not they want – the only way LeBron's going is if they – like, hey, Boston, we want every pick that you have. Yeah. And Boston will say – Yep. Yes, you can have all of them. Yeah. yeah, and you want players too. Who do you want? <laughs> you know, yeah. like take whoever. Uh, take Gordon but Hayward. That's, yeah, but that the, literally the only way that that's happening and and is if something like that, it's not happening. It's not happening. Cleveland is not sorry. trading him. I'm sorry, guys. LeBron is not coming to Oklahoma. LeBron City. James is not going to play in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. It's not happening. Sorry. So continuing that question, which is kind of unnecessary now, but at K Martin USA just mentioned. You know, when you look at that, what about the chemistry? How do you, does that even, if, does it even come into your mind as far as how they'd work out chemistry wise? Isn't it weird the things that you say, like, I don't know if I want LeBron on my team. You do quickly start yeah. to, yeah. I mean, I would literally, there's no way. Chemistry's, I don't think ever a you problem. You just figure LeBron, it out. It? No. You just figure it out. I, next question. Yeah. All right. Our next question is from at Dylan Young. Who wants to know, does Paul George get announced last in the starting lineup? No. No. Why are you yes. saying no? Oh, wait, because Russ always Russ gets, goes first. On, announced first. He does. Russ uh, always Russ. gets announced first. No, I think they're going to keep it Andre Robertson. You're right. Because You're Andre right. Robertson was announced last last season. Yeah, Russ. I thought it. I thought you're Russ. thinking the best. Russ player. has been first since really started. Yeah, starting. He yes. has He's always first. been first, and he was first last season. Who's it? Russ, Steve. Patrick Patterson, Robertson, George, something like that. Yeah. Paul George will definitely be last, a hundred percent. That's All already right. man. That makes set. me want to go to opening sure night, I, like I figure out how to get that. there. It's set. it's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. It's set. He's he will be announced last. I mean, and it's also like a move for the Thunder. Like, hey, oh we, yeah, you know how great is it for you to be announced last? How nuts is the crowd going to go all season? With Paul George being announced last. Dude. Almost as excited as we were when Kendrick Perkins was here. Kendrick. I'm just letting you know this season as a as a one of the reasons maybe Clay Bennett kind of wants to go all in with, with the team they have is like why they're making these moves and being more aggressive for this year is because the peak lacked last year. Like it started building up towards the end when Russ was really doing some of those things, but it was not the same, there. especially early in the season. Yeah. It's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be crazy. It's and be your crazy. tickets, all those people that bought season tickets and were trying to sell them at the end of the season to make your money back, which a lot of people do, you know, yeah. sell a couple of playoff games, you're going to make your money threefold, and I'll take them. Yeah. That, well, people didn't make money last season. Yeah. Yeah. I had friends that didn't. They normally can sell them, and they didn't make their money yeah. back. But it's going to be a blast. Thunder fans, and that's what Andrew keeps reminding me, because when you start thinking about Russ's extension and what's Paul George going to do, man... You need to just dig in for this year because it's going to be incredible. It's going to be so fun. Just just cut out all the chatter. You know, don't listen to it. There's no reason. Fade it out. There's no reason to to buy into any of that stuff. It's August. Guys, it's August. The NBA, this is the dead month of the NBA. So all the chatter is just mostly made up stuff. Yep. People just sitting on their couch thinking about like, how could this work? How could that work? It's just people making up stuff. And that's what we're doing. We're making up stuff. So don't, I mean, we just, we still need to see this team play. And I think that things will change when we see this team play. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at OkieProud76, who wants to know, which do you think improves most statistically from last year's team? Offense or defense? We talked about this earlier, I think, this offseason, maybe just right after Paul George signed. Defense is probably the 
easiest one to say. What, but I do want to ask Andrew, maybe Taylor, you can jump in on this as well. What do you think about their offensive production with this team? Go ahead, Taylor. I think offense is uh, – I think defense, you were already pretty good last year, and you're going to be better. I think the offense is going to jump up. Like, what do we keep talking about? Now there's space. Now there's players who fit a role better. You have Patrick Patterson, who's like the one of the best role players at this for, for this kind of team. You have Paul George, who's a 40% three-point shooter, has always been a good shooter his whole, year, his whole career, has always been able to score. And now you have Russ, who has more room than ever. Like, now, finally, it makes sense. And you have a, a bench unit being led by a, a, a vet who knows how to run um, plays and is a good playmaker and can score as well too. So I don't know. I think I think your offense uh, jumps you, up a lot. Do you think it improves more than their defense does? Mm, I don't. I don't know. I think it has the potential to. They're the tenth best defense in the league. It's hard. It'll be hard to move too far up from that. I think that they'll both are going to take a jump. Yeah, and it's hard to say that one is going to be that much more than the other because I think they could be a top five defense, mm-hmm. and then I think they could be a top ten ish offense because they were sixteenth, they're the sixteenth best best offense. You have more room to grow. I think the offense is going to grow more. Yeah, like the offense is going to be a lot better. The Thunder defense last year was really good in spots. I do think that they'll be more able to be more aggressive, and I think that they'll be better. Um, but I think the answer is yes. Yeah, both. So one of the things I will say, and I think it's an underrated part of what the team's going to be, is I think that second unit is going to be really good. Yeah, they'll be better. They'll be improved just because you have a ball handler that can actually do stuff. Yeah, and in working with Cantor, like people underrate Cantor massively offensively. Yeah. Uh, but you can, when he's not planning or depending on playing against kind of that first tier level of guys that can, you know, like, you know, when he's not playing James Harden, but he's playing whoever else, you know, on their backup squad. Like, Cantor's problems for team. I mean, he was a six-man conversation two years in a row. Yeah, he was good. And so people need to kind of back off of that a little bit. But I think they're going to be better all around. We know that. I'd probably say that they're going to be more improved offensively than they will defensively, though. Just a thought. Yeah, I think it will be easier. I mean, Cantor was the third leading scorer on the team last season. He kills any any second unit big that is guarding Cantor. Cantor always wins. He does. The uh, problem's never offense. I also yeah. think Alex Abrinas is going to be improved. Yeah. I think Doug McDermott should be improved as well. His practice looked cool. He did some practicing stuff where he's just ball not, faked. There's just not as much pressure now when you have a point guard who can actually run a group. Yeah. I mean, Samaj had no gravity. He was not a good passer. He couldn't shoot. Uh, he's yeah. really not even that great of a defender. Like he was just the worst backup point guard in the NBA. But if you're and if you're talking space for the first team, you're also going to be talking space for the second team because yeah. Ray Felton he's not yeah. a great shooter, but he at least is going to get people space. And yeah. that's when you have a, an Abrinas who's not having to make his own shot necessarily, but he can maybe spot up and just do what he does best. And that's the same with Doug McDermott too. Like this mm-hmm. team has the potential on that second unit to be really, really good yeah, as well. You, you people, have to think about Ray Felton. People when guard Raymond court. Felton. Yes. You have to think about him. He will take shots. He will score. He will have those games where he scores 15 to 20 points Yeah, really quickly. You know, yeah, that's not going to be normal, but you have to think about it now. There will be games where he, carries the offense yeah in spots and you're yeah. gonna be like oh this is weird yeah. i think i think there could be a game where he scores as much as maybe 70 <laughs> that sounds a little high to me <laughs> all right good but okay. 68 feels a little 68 low 68 does feel low somewhere in the middle 
<laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from I am the JK, who wants to know if we think Houston took a step back defensively. Are they overrated right now? No. So the Kevin Pelton RPM thing had him at 55. <laughs> yeah. Wins. It's actually the exact same win total they had last year. Yeah. Uh, I probably more in the camp that says they won't be as good defensively. Why? I think Patrick Beverly's that enormous for this team. I know Chris Paul's a good defender. He's not as good as Patrick Beverly. I don't think. You know, and who else? Well, I mean, they okay. So they added PJ Tucker. That's true. They have I Trevor Ariza. I, I don't know why I forget about PJ Tucker. Chris Paul is a very good defender. Yeah. It's not like they. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're bringing in Jeff Teague. Like right. They're bringing in Chris Paul, and they also brought in Luke Shardenbaugh Mute, who's going to play. I forgot about that. Their defense too. Their defense is going to be very good. They're not overrated. They're going to be a really good team. Yep. My bad. Huh. Okay, let's move on to our next Twitter question. Here, this is some fun ones, man. Some fun ones. I'm excited about some this. Some funsies. Um, hold on. Uh, what was Raven Felton's high point total last season? 69. I'm going to say 22. Four, 24. 24. 26. 26. 26. Four plus two is six. We were getting there. We were there. Yeah. But price is right rules. If if you go I got y under, uh, I thought I won. But also, you didn't was actually that a say game? number. You I said, said 69. That's no, a number. That's like the opposite that's of the like price is right. the numbers. number. Hey, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, Raymond Felton, though, was Chris Paul hurt at some points last year? Yeah, that's it was when he was that's hurt. That's why. Yeah, I mean, he's probably never going to play the minutes that he played with the Clippers last year. He scored between 10 and 19 points 20 times last season. I'm t- I mean, the guy, he's always been able to score, though. That's pretty cool. You know? He scored between zero and nine points 59 times. Let's yeah. go on to the next question. I don't okay. want to. Our next question comes from at Roger Cottonball. Who wants to know in any Mario Bros. franchise game, what did each of you call the green tubes? At Roger Cottonball called them hunkers. They're pipes. Hunkers. <laughs> They're pipes. He does it in green tubes. Pipes. They are pipes. They're plumbers. Did you call them anything else? This I is mean, your cousin, so did you call them hunkers too? We call them hunkers. Hunkers? What's Why? hunker? You hunker down and you go in. You hunk. hunk. I like it. Hunkers. I really just added that question because I thought it was so awesome. It's, it's hey, Roger, right, right off. We, the Mario Bros are plumbers. Yeah. They hunkered down into pipes. Into the hunker. That into is. green tubes. Into green tubes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's trying so hard not to use the word pipes. That's, that pisses me I'm right not. Off. That's what we did. That's what we called them. That's you, you. I. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Let's Luke, move on to our yeah. next Twitter. Luke has question. never said anything crazy or weird ever. He just cannot believe it. I can't I believe like you. This pod like is that. <laughs> the perfect example. Next, Luke's Twitter tightness. question comes from at Mister Feathery. Who wants to know what's the best Tex-Mex food you've ever had? Oh, you talk crap on Ted's. Let's talk about this. We've texted yeah. about it. You talk crap on Ted's. I'm uh, not a huge Ted fan either. Best setup in the game. It's not. It's not. The setup is good. No, nope. the chips, salsa, queso, <clears throat> and uh, the other stuff. The tortillas is good. I literally get that. Disagree. Every every Tex-Mex restaurant Ted's, I go to. There's is good. Chilinos, Poblano, same thing. Yeah. I actually, it's all just kind of blah. I'm telling yeah. you, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, too, because I know that y'all probably don't love it as much as I do. The wife and I. Mama Roja. 
Mummer Hut's good. Mama, so Mama that Mama setup is better. So much. That better. restaurant is much, so much better. better. It's way better. Hey, up top, guys. And I'll say this too. I, why Screw are you eating you, at restaurants like that when now you have places like Barrios and Revolution, which are like so much better? Way better. Those are new restaurants downtown or Oklahoma City, if you didn't know that. Barrios and Revolution are really good. And they're just not crappy Tex Mex. Like, you don't have to eat I that like Tex Mex, though, man. You better hold it. You guys yeah. aren't even hitting it. Like, uh, you, you, like it, you like it because it's like comfort food, though, at this point. No, not, because I like it. You know what? Like, so, you really you know eat it and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Do you know you, what's better than Ted's? Kidova. Yes, I agree. I'll they're, agree with that. They're just different. They're just there. They're just different. Okay. You know issue, what? If you different. open a restaurant and you serve Qdoba's food over Ted's food, Qdoba's is Qdoba sit way down better. restaurant. Qdoba sit down restaurant. Give me a, give me a Qdoba setup. It's way better. All I'll say about the real real Mexican versus Tex Mex. Yeah. They don't do queso, man. Yeah, like the, so the queso at Revolución, which is really good, or maybe mm-hmm. this is Barrios, one of the two, is melted cheese. Which, Which is, is really actual what queso. actual Mexican queso is. Yeah. But I want to be able to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> you want that like yellow milk. I want Belvita. <laughs> you want yellow Belvita milk. Belvita Rotel Ew. right now. That's oh, right. that's the worst. Hey, uh, Cantina Laredo that used to be at the mall. Pretty good. Real good. It's really yeah, good. That, now they don't have them like good. Dallas Airport or something's the last time. I, I had it when I went to Christian Vegas. Hey, Branson's got a little Cantina Laredo. Yeah, that's good. You guys are wrong. Okay. Yeah, okay. The Make only thing, point. let's vote real hit, quick. The only out. hit about on. Ted's that you guys should have hit, which you didn't, is the one by Nichols Hills on May doesn't have margaritas. margaritas. That's can't, the, can't get a that's the hit. That's the thing that they, that's the complaint. <coughs> yeah, and they're not as good as and, those other places. And it's just not a good restaurant. It's wrong. It's a good restaurant. Like, I think wrong. that's maybe going, it's like, you guys are wrong. Kind of like wrong. in how wrong it's your good. love for Brahms is. It's good. You're kind of wrong a little bit. I just wouldn't choose to go there. No, I would go there. I never pe- think of it. Definitely not worth what used to be the wait. I don't think the wait's like it used it's to be bad. either. Because shouldn't people be. stop going. Shouldn't be. Else. It's not that good. It's not bad. Shouldn't be. Okay, uh, everyone, shut up. For <laughs> Why are we the next Twitter question? Okay, <laughs> I liked that conversation. Well, <laughs> I didn't. Okay, our next comes from at the OG at Jamie Don Wheat. He wants to know what is the crew's all-time favorite breakfast food? Can I just say breakfast food? My favorite of all the foods. I love breakfast. Yeah. It's my least favorite of my meals. Wow. I've I never love, been a breakfast eater. I, Not a big breakfast eater. I'm a huge breakfast eater. What's, what's, your, what's your favorite? Andrew my, eats bowls of cereal while he drives. Just to make that sure is the that most I, epic thing I've ever learned about you, by the way. You still do you. that? <laughs> he did roll his eyes when you kissed. Um, do I still do that? Yeah. Kind of question. Um, hatch. You guys hatch been there? Good, oh, man. was it good? No, the I, ban- I haven't been <clears throat> downtown. So good. The bananas foster pancakes. Yep. Okay, I'm all in. Are so good. It's, What's in them? You know what bananas foster is? No dessert. Like, no. Yeah, it's bananas. Bananas, fostered. Yeah, fostered. Uh, but it's over their pancakes. It's so good. They've got their little uh, hash brown ball things that are so good. Oh, so they're tater tots. No, no, no. Not even close. You have really? to go. You have to go. It's so good. I love hash, hash browns. Everything there. I also like a good breakfast burrito. Mm. So good. Uh, what do you eat? I'm a, uh, <clears throat> in my adult years, breakfast is all about the Bloody Mary. <laughs> okay, that's what it's. If I wow. eat breakfast, most likely that's why. <clears throat> and 
and bacon. I'm a big bacon guy. I have a thing about Bloody Mary. I don't. I've never been into Bloody Marys. Too spicy? No, I I literally feel like I'm drinking iced tomato soup with alcohol. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Yeah, it's gross. It's weird. I like it. Um. Yeah. Is that where we're going? Okay. Moving on to our next and final total question. It comes from at Benjalope, who wants to know donuts or brownies. This is Ooh. not even a question for me. Donuts. D-nuts. It's donuts. It's donuts. What's your favorite donut? Oh, Are oh. we talking about places or are we talking about like... Place and then the donut of your choice. You know, a hot... Fresh off the what rack? Or I don't know how they do it. Krispy Kreme is great. Uh, you can Nothing never go wrong like with it. it. I disagree. I real good. I don't like Krispy Kreme. Really? I don't like it. I just do you, don't think it's that good. God, you just have, like you we like have nothing in common food wise. <laughs> I just don't common. think Krispy Kreme is good. Why don't you think? I mean, I guess you can't tell me why you don't like it. You just don't I don't like think it. they taste good. The problem is if I have one, I could just as easily have ten. But they make you—they make me feel more Ugh. sick than other donuts. Yeah. I can't eat a lot of Krispy Kreme. Well, I, I mean, eventually they do, but that's <laughs> that's later on down the road. Uh, ten, I'm like, oh god. My favorite kind of donut, though, like style. Yeah, I had a donut at Voodoo Donuts in Portland like years ago or whatever. Yeah, and it was uh, uh, maple. Syrup, maple frosting. Maple's maple's my go-to. Banana and bacon on it. That sounds great. It was really good. The, sounds great. The, the, <laughs> the bacon and maple is yeah. good. Maple frosted donut is good anywhere. Dunkin' Donuts, maple frosted donut, best donut they I don't have get, there. I don't get too fancy with my donuts. But the maple, it's not too... I know. I like maple. But am I going to get it over just a glazed donut? No. Maple, really? okay. Maple Long John, Rouse Lisa yeah. Six Donuts, 39th and Council... The best. It's the best donut I've ever had. Thirty ninth and council. I can't beat it. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Thirty ninth and council on that corner across from Swatley's kind of. No, no, no. That's no, Council. It's west of that. Huh. West of council. Do you know that that place on Rockwell and Thirty ninth is good too? That, that place is also good. Donut? Not not as good. Donut Nest is one of my favorites. Donut Nest is is also very good. You know what I do there? Yeah. Apple fritter all App, day. The apple, apple fritter fritters. Is good. Donut Nest is the best. They had one over. They have Barbara, like. Man. They have another one too. Donut right where King over by or Donut Palace. I think it's Donut Palace, Palace where the customers king. Yeah, um, is really good. <laughs> They've got a great kolache, which isn't really a donut, but it's good. Also, not a kolache actually. Oh. And also, uh, <laughs> why do they call them kalachis? They're not. They always call them kalachis. Yeah, well, it's what it's whatever. But it's they have a spicy one. I'm glad that has only gotten increasingly spicier. Can't eat it anymore. <laughs> Nobody here said brownies, right? No. no. Okay. A brownie is like good every now and then, but I'm not no. eating brownies. It's like, do you want to eat this table or a delicious steak? Yeah, yeah. steak. Well, brownies, brownies are good. Brownies are good. Yeah, but okay. I don't want to eat edible. them. Too. I'm just saying, if I'm if I'm even going to touch a brownie, I better have a tall glass of milk. Brownie. Right? pretty low on my list though cake higher yeah pie higher what Candy kind of bar ca- higher what kind of cake i don't know pick one uh confetti cake yes carrot ice yep. cream cake I'll red velvet cake. yep red velvet is my jam german chocolate <laughs> yep Ooh, german cho- italian uh, wedding or italian cream yep sheet cake yep and she cake. cakes kind of brownie though in some sense yeah but Not it's like the it's like right between brownie and cake and it's good god my favorite question of the day guys uh, i could eat donuts way donuts too much so, oh, donuts i've got are so good yeah. uh, donuts are we have them at church eat, on sunday mornings 
So that's so unusual. That church <laughs> has donuts. That's so unusual. A church that serves donuts. We have donut and has donuts. Excuse me. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, wow. you know what I I do like a donut man. You know, the word shaped like a man. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Like I just love, in general, I just love eating them. I'm telling a you right now, man. Donut, donut Nest donut has donut all man? sorts of characters. Yeah. Chewbacca, yeah. huh? Chewbacca Long Johns. Chewbacca Long Johns. Chewbacca Long Johns. <laughs> I. Okay, let's. I, <laughs> we can talk about this for a good <laughs> transition. Yeah. I'm a little bummed. I missed the breakfast combo. All right. Just a heads up, all pancakes, waffles, I'll eat them all. I'm a waffle guy. I'm a carb I'm guy. A Have you guy. been to Hatch? Yes. I haven't had the banana foster. I will next time, though. Hey, waffles, pancakes, go around. Waffles or pancakes? Yeah. Pancakes. Really? Interesting. Pancakes. <gasps> I'm going to go waffle. Waffle. Hey, waffle, baby. Split down the middle. I got a, I got a question. What do you Yellow think? waffle people. What do you think about Bloody Mary? Like no. It? I don't do tomato juice, man. I'm sorry. Okay. The, it's cold tomato soup with alcohol in it. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Do, do you like the... Uh, the uh, Celery? No. Not a fan. Tabasco? Yeah. Okay. Worcestershire? Sure. Right. This has been the day of everyone hating the things Luke likes. Seriously. <laughs> hey, you know what else sucks? Ted's. Moving on. Yeah, Ted's is not good, man. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> hey, guys. Speaking uh, of things that suck and make us mad, I've got a question for you. But before I have a question, a thing that does not suck and makes me very happy is Oklahoma Shirt Company. What makes you happy about them? You know, they're a good company, one. <laughs> One. Good, good people too. Good people too. Uh, three, uh, they make a good product. They make a good product. They make good teas. You know, if you want an Oklahoma or Texas themed shirt every month, they have an Oklahoma shirt company. Look, yes. Andrew's got one right now, showing it off. If you're on Periscope, there it is. Flexing, hey, flexing what, what, hard. What month is that? That was June. June. Yeah. So oh, wow. here's the deal. You look Ten bucks for you the shirt. Very strong. Gosh, man. One of your arms is much bigger than the other. That one's huge. Not as big. I think it's depth perception. Maybe. I think it's the lighting. Could be shadows. I don't know. But hey, good job. Oklahoma Shirt Company, 10 <laughs> bucks. Like the, what did you say that I was like? Oh, the, the guy on Lady in the Water that only works out one arm? I was that actor. That was him. Wow. Yeah, that was me. Lady Speak, in the Water. Speaking of great actors, Oklahoma Shirt Company, that doesn't make any correlation. They, yeah. Yeah. What? But they do awesome shirts. One shirt a month, 10 bucks, plus tax and fees, shipping, all that stuff. The other thing they got is they do any sort of need that you'd want merchandise-wise. You want shirts, hats, jerseys, blankets. Mugs. Mugs, stickers. You want it, they've got it. Call them, tell them Down to Dunk sent you, and you'll get no discount, but it shows us some love. <laughs> OklahomaShirtCompany.com, that's where you go. Anybody there will take care of you. Yeah, it'll be great. They're great. I, I like them a lot. And I'm ex- they're, they're working on our shirt, which yeah. is coming soon. It's going to be good. High quality, I can guarantee it. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. So, Luke, are you miffed or peeved, man? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. Um, not right now. I'm not that miffed or peeved. I've, I've, no. I've been in class all week, so I'm just, I'm just tired. Class for what? I'm taking a, a continued legal education class. Wow, boring. Why are you telling me about this? <laughs> no one asked. <laughs> Ted sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you know what we had for one of our our meals. Our catered one was Ted's. Oh, oh. they have a good setup. I'm man. sure you were real excited. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, you miffed a peep? <laughs> yes. Uh, so you guys remember me telling you about that time I got two tickets and yeah. when I, I was rolling stop signs and we were talking about that whole thing. Yeah. Well, 
I called up and I was going to pay and she was like, you sure you don't want to come in and talk to the judge? And I was like, yeah, I'll just pay it. I mean, I rolled the stop sign, you know? And she was like, well, it's going to be points. Are you sure you don't want to come in? She like pressured me to come in and talk to the judge about something I was admitting guilt on. So I was like, okay, what? I guess I'll go talk to the judge. So I go in there yesterday. And uh, I sit in the village municipal court. There's like, which is awesome. Have oh, you ever been to municipal I've been. court? I've been. I hey, love. I'm gonna it. go ahead and say that I'm not excited about going to court. So hey, no, I've never been. Hey, if if did you get it? What happened? It sounds like you're GMB'd. <laughs> uh, just just wait, just wait. I'm not. I'm morphed G-M-B'd. and porfed. I'm morphed and porfed. Okay. So I'm sitting in there and I'm listening to everyone's issues because municipal courts just open. You hear yeah. everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, dang, this is awesome. And um, but then I'm coming. I'm noticing that the judge is saying at the end of everyone's like whatever that like okay it's a 49 dollar court fee and then blah 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 and he says it over and over and over so i go to an officer and i'm like is there is there if i talk to the judge is there a court fee and she's like yeah there's a 49 dollar court fee so like quick recalculation <laughs> is this worth it no <laughs> went to the table paid my ticket got out of there wow. nice try trying to trick me into paying she wanted that money 50 more dollars wow and that should have that- done something else <laughs> You're wrong because I'll tell you what I did. What? Finish your story and I'll tell you what I did. Well, I was just going to say, I, like, I could have gone to the judge and he would have maybe still said, like, no, All right, you, still you have, have to pay, pay this fine. and you're getting points. And, and now you owe me you Here's owe me what you should do. What? You can talk to one of their attorneys about getting a deal on it. Like they say, to oh, our attorneys outside, you can talk to them. Yeah. You need to talk to them because I did that. Yeah. He's a down to dunk podcast listener. At <laughs> the village? Uh huh. I talked about. It, I was like, Wait, "Oh, no, why no, no. did you bring?" I was like, "You're on down to dunk." Because I was like, "I was like, oh, I got this." Because I, I I do this Thunder podcast, and I and so I was not back in my neighborhood. I didn't work that day, and I was I did an illegal yeah. left turn. Yeah, I was like at a podcast, da da da, and he's like, "Oh, a podcast," and I was like, oh, "Down to dunk," and he was like. I listened to that, and I was oh like, "Oh my god, my man!" <laughs> so, uh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a little. I G can't believe you didn't tell this story sooner. That's I like, know. how that's do we like not hear this? Yeah, you know, this podcast for uh, you know, there's part of my life I like to keep private. That has that has complete <laughs> relevance with this group, though. I didn't think you guys needed to know, Andrew. <laughs> Anything else, man? No. I'm proud of you guys. Hey, Are you not morphed and porphed? I'm not, man. I probably have stuff. I always forget those hard things, man. I just keep moving on. <laughs> That's a good way to live. <laughs> it's like Shay's <laughs> always forgetting the hard things. Thanks for listening to our just podcast. Just shove under his bed. Yeah, forget the hard things, but I'm a show. You did open that can.